old-time rock and roll. everybody and welcome once again to old time rock and roll i am your host lee douglas and we are the largest oldies podcast in the world today i am very happy to say that and are we are on all over the world on the old time rock and roll radio network glad to have you with it today i have gotten such great response from my roots of elvis show they were absolutely floored that I managed to find the origin of C.C. Ryder going back that far. And I really, really was surprised myself. But, you know, it's amazing what you can find if you really dig deep enough. Well, tonight we're going to dig deep in a different way. This show is called They Should Have Been Hits. Now, folks, this is one of those objective shows, okay? Because some of the songs you're going to hear, you're going to say, well, that thing was crummy and it shouldn't have been a hit. What's wrong with Lee Douglas? Well, everybody has their own opinions. Now, these songs, first of all, I'm going to do songs that never had hits. They're by groups that never made it big, but they really should have been. And then I'm going to play songs by big stars that had big hits and then nothing. These are the songs that should have been hits for them. So altogether, it is going to be a great two hours of old-time rock and roll music right here. And I'm going to start off with absolutely my favorite group. I have said this a million times. Why this group never made it over from England. Everybody made it over from England in the 60s and 70s. This group was a show band. They had great success over there. And this song was so reminiscent, I guess, of a combination of maybe the Four Seasons and some of the other groups that you would just not believe. So I'm going to play it for you tonight. In, <laughs> that's funny. It's called Tonight. It is by the Rubettes. Shoot, 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 
to hold each other so tight And all the darkness will fade away With the light in your eyes tonight Tonight Won't be like any night Tonight the stars up in the sky Will be shining for me and my baby tonight Tonight You know, I just can't get over that song. I think it's so beautiful. And this almost like it, you get a feel of kind of love boat in there and a, little, a great song never went anywhere. I guess in this country, uh, over in the United Kingdom where they're from, another story. They were also a great show band. I played a lot of stuff from them and they have a song called My Buddy Holly Days, which you could close your eyes and actually hear Buddy Holly. Tremendous, tremendous. Now this next group, you can't really say they haven't had any hits, but they were the backup group for Lou Christie in all of his hits. Why this group never made it on their own, I don't know. They are called the Tammies. And this is one of those great songs that just never got enough airplay. Take Back Your Ring. Take back your ring. Take back your ring. I know now 
Well, there you have it. The Tammies, another one I just thought, especially with all the girl groups around at that time, don't know why that wasn't a hit. Now, this next guy, it's hard to say he never had a hit because he did. This was in 1961. It took eight, nine years because before this guy came to his own, he became a Broadway star. A Broadway singer and a Broadway superstar in a show called Stop the World, I Want to Get Off. And from then on, was a regular on the Dean Martin show, the Hollywood Palace, and all those millions of variety shows. His name? Anthony Newley. This is when Anthony Newley did rock and roll. From 1961, And the Heavens Cried. Yesterday, both our hearts beat as one. But then I felt her slip away as the clouds stole the sun, and the heavens cried, and the tears filled. Stream and the stream filled the river, the river filled the sea, all because she took her love away from me. Though each dawn brings the sun again. Yesterday will remain Every day I'll remember when All the clouds filled with rain And the heavens cried And the tears filled the street The river, the river, fill the sea, or because she took her love away from me. Buddy Holly came from us, a town in Texas called Lubbock. And Lubbock was a small town, not not teeny-weeny small town, but it was a small town in Texas at the time. It has, of course, grown since then. It is the birthplace of some great talents like Buddy Holly. Now, a little bit to the to the south was a smaller town called Happy, Texas. And Happy, Texas was the home of Buddy Knox. Now, Buddy Knox was very close to Buddy Holly. Uh, they they got together whenever they could. They, they did do a lot of uh, touring, of course, and became friends. And when Buddy Holly died in the fatal plane crash on February 3rd, 1959, 
so many of us were shocked beyond belief. I had met Buddy many times back at the Alan Freed shows and just was devastated. So was Buddy Knox. And Buddy did something about it. After the birth of Buddy's first girl, he named the girl Holly. And this is the song that he dedicated to Buddy Holly, put it out on Roulette Records. I called my little girl Holly, Buddy. It should have been a hit. My little baby girl, Holly, buddy, I didn't think you'd mind at all, golly, buddy, there wasn't much else I could do to best try and remember you, guess I could have named her Peggy Sue, but I named my little baby girl, Holly, buddy, Many of my friends did too Golly, buddy It was a small way we could show How much we still miss you So we're wishing somehow You could know Every day since you've been missing We've done lots of reminiscing It's so easy thinking of your style <laughs> Though we've all been told before Doesn't matter anymore for us The music never dies <laughs> So name my little baby girl Holly, buddy Ever since you left this world, golly, buddy, it's been said time and again, soon the memory will end, but that'll be the day, my friend, buddy, holly. I tear up every time I hear that song, Buddy Knox, I call my little girl Holly, buddy. Great song. Mm, I don't know. Now, this is going to kind of floor you a little bit. David Ashworth Gates was born on December 11th, 1940, best known as the lead singer of the group Bread in the 1970s. Had many, many top songs. We're going to go back because, after all, we don't like to do too much 1970s stuff, do we? Eh, once in a while we do. But I found and unleashed this song from 1958, David Gates and the Accents, his own little group back then, Joe Baby. It should have been a hit, maybe.
certainly was a hit in the United Kingdom. And it certainly sounds awful familiar back here. I don't know why, but I know it never was a hit in this country, but it should have been. Little girl back in those days called Twinkle Ripley, when everybody had only one name, you know, like Twiggy, she was Twinkle. But Twiggy couldn't sing, and she didn't look very hot either. However, Twinkle Ripley did. She had an absolutely great career in the United Kingdom, never made it over here. Here's Twinkle Ripley, Mickey.
One of the reasons I do this show is because I want you people out there to hear some of the music that you missed. Because, you know, when you think about it, each in the 50s and 60s, we had what you call regional hits. And you could have a hit that made it big in New York, but didn't make it in Pennsylvania. Or in Buffalo, you had a, a song which was number one for 18 weeks. <laughs> 18 weeks. I remember the song was called Ballad of a Boy and Girl by the Graduates. Couldn't make the New York City at, at number 100. I mean, it's just that way. Things just happen. And the whole idea of this show is to get you to listen to stuff that, you know, you, you, you missed. And that makes your life more whole, I think. But I know also that I can't play two hours of songs you never heard of because that would drive you absolutely insane. It also <laughs> would drive people away from me. So I'm going to play now a group of songs by big stars that had great big hits and then had another song, usually the follow-up record. In many cases, it just didn't resonate with the public. And so it is with this one. We're going to start out, this guy, I don't know how else to put it, was one of the most unusual personalities in rock and roll history. He started out as the lead singer for Huey Piano Smith and the Clowns. He left them, went on his own, did a couple of great songs like Chicky Wawa, and then he had a huge hit in 1961 called There Is Something On Your Mind, which we're going to play right now. By the way you look at me I truly do believe something is worrying your troubled mind there is something on your mind By the way you look at me Someone 
It's so hard to be in love with someone that don't love you. And it carries a heavy burden on your heart to know that the someone they love is your very best friend. I tell you, when somebody else is rocking your cradle, better than you can rock your cradle yourself, there's only one thing left in this world for you to do. Pack your clothes. Turn around. Walk slowly out the door. Look over your left shoulder. Hang your head and say, if you ever think about me, if I ever cross your shop and get yourself a pistol and then you make it back up on the scene where your loved one and your best friend are now together you go right in and bust down the door and shoot him you can't shoot her because you know if you shoot her all of your love and your long lifetime will be gone forever and just as you make it up in your mind to forgive her here come another one of your best friends through the door this really makes you blow your top. And you go right ahead and don't hurt her to your heart and shoot her. And realizing what you've done, you say, baby, please forgive me. I'm sorry. And with her last dying breath, she looks up at you and say, do, 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 do. Now, I'm not so sure those would have been my, my last dying words, <laughs> but uh, probably would have a couple other nice words for him. However, now I'm going to come to this song. Now, let me take this back. You guys, if you were 50s or you grew up in the 50s, some of you grew up in the 60s, and you remember all the unrest in the late 60s and early 70s. And that is the time of student protests and, and Martin Luther King and, and, and just everybody was just out of their minds, ready to kill them. And they called them pigs and they called um, the white folks honkies and, and whiteies and who knows what. And of course, well, we know the other end. But there came a time when there had to be, as Martin Luther King was, the voice of reason. And Somehow, I think, this song was Bobby Marchand being affected by Martin Luther King. Because he, he produced a song, and it wasn't a hit, should have been. But I think it was should have been a hit because of the words. And the words, evidently, didn't resonate with the black community. And of 
didn't resonate with the white community, which had gone beyond rhythm and blues and had gone on to god-awful rock, you know, like uh, that as it was changing and becoming a little more edgy and fast and noisy and raucous. But it had left left back the charm of the 50s and 60s. This song, as I can describe it, and this is the only way to describe it, is just Bobby Marchand trying to be, I guess, that spokesman. The name of the song is Whitey. Wow. Should have been a hit? I don't know. Brothers and sisters, gather around. I got some good talk I want to lay down. So stop what you're doing. Lend me your ear. This is something I want. The whole world to hear Ain't nothing wrong With white dick Ain't nothing wrong With white We got to open our hearts And understand It's not the color That makes so many
Well, you're listening to Old Time Rock and Roll, and this is our Should Have Been a Hits show. want to remind you that uh, we do have a load of stuff going on off the radio show. We have our Facebook page. We have our Forgotten Rock and Rollers blog, which is huge all over the world. If you uh, would like to know all about it, you can go to our website, www.oldtimernr.com. There you will find all of our information, how you can be heard on, not only listen on the internet, how you can listen from your cell phone with the Stitcher radio app, which we have loads, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every single day downloading it and listening to it. You've got our regular podcast archives where you can download it or listen to at your leisure. All of this for you. Wow, you guys are lucky. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, this, if you'd like to email me, either with a question or a request, which I always take, you can do that, O-T-R-N-R, contact at gmail.com, and you will always get an immediate response from yours truly, because that's the way I am. Crazy. No, this is... um one of those shows that I really so enjoy doing. This guy was one of the earliest architects of rock and roll. And indeed, these are forgotten rock and rollers. They probably never made it out of the black community, but very big back in 1959 to 1952, before rhythm and blues became rock and roll to the masses, that the black community knew this group, loved this group, They were the beginnings of rock and roll. Their names, Bobby Mitchell and the Toppers. I wish I knew.
remember the song Old Julie by the Crescendos? Well, this is a similar type song. It's called Juliet. That's as close to Julie as you can get. Song has a reminiscent quality, but they were a great group of smooth singers. They are called the Four Pennies. This is definitely one that the world missed putting on their top hundred records. Here they are, the Four Pennies, Juliet. Back in December of 1955, I went to my first Alan Freed rock and roll show. And my friend and I, you know, we kind of enjoyed the show. You couldn't hear a lot because there was so much noise going on. It's almost as if they didn't care what the song was as long as they could see the people and scream. So what they did. Then a young lady came out. I, I say young lady. To me, she was she was an old lady. Um, she was, you know, you how do twelve year olds react to a twenty nine year old woman who seems to have everything in the world? Uh, Lillian Briggs was a truck driver who turned singer. Band uh, played in a band. She played trombone. She was very good at it. And when she came on stage and she played her big hit, 
I want you to be my baby. Everybody was screaming and carrying on. It occurred to me now, as I look back on it all these many years ago, how we stood there in shock and awe when she did this song. It should have been a bigger hit than I Want You to Be My Baby. But I guess the connotations, which escaped us as 12-year-olds, honestly, uh, I just stood with my mouth wide open as she sang this song. Here's Lillian Briggs. Come on here. Wow. And how. two songs by the Edsels. Of course, their big hit, Ramalam and Ding Dong, and the one that didn't go so well, which actually was an incredible song called If Your Pillow Could Talk. You know what? It should have been a hit.
You know, sometimes it's interesting how uh, people expect certain performers or acts to follow up their original song. Some do it exactly the same as the first. Some do something actually different, like in this one with uh, Ramalama Ding Dong and their second song about the pillow should talk. So it's crazy in this business and nobody can understand a formula nobody can understand what made a hit a hit and when all of a sudden it stops and you don't get any more hits from the people no matter who it is there's just a time when when tastes change i guess that's the best way to put it now here's a, a woman who is definitely a member of the rhythm and blues hall of fame and she had one big hit, another one-hit wonder. So much of what she did was incredible. That is why we are here in Old Time Rock and Roll, because we want you to hear other things besides Gee Whiz from Carla Thomas. Here she is with Gee Whiz, look at his eyes, and you've got a cushion to fall on. Gee
Good evening, dear. Do you feel okay? How are things on the job today? Sit right down and kick off your shoes. Supper will be ready in a minute or two. I can tell your promotion didn't go through, and I can see it's got you feeling sad and blue. Oh, but maybe next year. I swear that sounds like a young Dolly Parton. I don't know. On a show like this, we do a lot of one-hit wonders. And sometimes they're pretty big. But when your song becomes one of the top 100 songs of the rock and roll era, 50s and 60s, you really have something. It It becomes very unusual not to have another hit after something like that. But it's such it was with Frankie Ford and Sea Cruise. Now, Sea Cruise was originally written and performed by Huey Piano Lewis and the Clowns. People over at Ace Records, for some reason, just couldn't get whatever was was happening with uh, the Clowns, and they could not find a, a cut that they made that they liked. So they took out Yui and the Clowns singing, and they found a New Orleans white 
kid to come in and dub in the new words. That kid, of course, was Frankie Ford. And the song became a massive hit, but nothing else after that. And the sad thing is that Frankie Ford is one of the best piano players and singers in the business. Here is C. Cruz and the one that I think should have been a hit, totally different style for him, A Man Only Does. Here's Frankie Ford.
You know, it's hard to fathom that a man that orchestrated, wrote, produced so many hit songs never really had a hit of his own. I play a lot of Dave Bartholomew because he really wrote and produced most of the songs. And the ones he did with his own orchestra, some of them not only were good, but groundbreaking. For example, he did right and had the original hit my dingling on the r&b charts but when it came to rock and roll he kind of left it to fats domino here's a song though i think in my own humble opinion should have been would have been or could have been a hit for dave here he is with would you me and you I'll give you all my money many things you can do if I love you darling would you love me too there's nothing in this big world I wouldn't can I do? Well, I 
As the 1960s took over for rock and roll, one guy that was a big hit in that early time was Lee Dorsey. He had an absolutely nonsensical song called Yaya, which reminds me of that great big uh, corporation called Wawa, which is running roughshod all over Central Florida as they are, you know, expanding. But Yaya never made sense to me. I never knew what a Yaya was. Don't I don't think I want to know, but it was a great hit. He had a couple of other hits. This one definitely should have been a hit. Lee Dorsey, Get Out of My Life, Woman, and Yaya. Oh, well, I'm sitting here la la waiting for my Yaya. Oh, sitting here la la waiting for my Yaya. It sounds funny, but I don't believe she's coming on. Mm. Baby, hurry, don't make me worry. Mm. Yeah, baby, hurry, don't make me worry. Mm. You knew that I love you, oh, how I love you. Oh. Mm. Sitting in high Sitting in la la waiting for my ya ya. Uh, it may sound funny, but I don't believe she's coming out. Get out my life, woman. 
but a heartache by the pound. You are listening to Old Time Rock and Roll on the Old Time Rock and Roll Internet Radio Network, stretching all the way from Orlando, Florida, where we are housed, all the way around the world, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, United Kingdom, and all points east and west. So we kind of enjoy that. If you would like to uh, be part of our show, you can do that in many ways. One way, of course. Do it by going to Facebook, our group page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OTRNR and request to join the club. And we'll be very happy to make you a member. And as well as that, if you'd like to go to our website, that is www.oldtimernr.com. And if you wish to request a song, ask a question, <laughs> give me the raspberry, you just have to go to otrnrcontact at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to hear from you anytime. Another group that was basically a one-hit wonder was the Hollywood Flames. This group really had... Uh, uh, an incredible song in Buzz, Buzz, Buzz. I always wonder how they can follow up with a record just as good. That is the strangeness of the record-buying public. Never could understand it. Here are the Hollywood Flames, Buzz, 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 and Just For You. Yeah. 
Just like Frankie Ford and Sea Cruise, the Angels had another one of those hits which is indelibly etched in the mind of the boys and girls of that era who are now sitting at home. And when they think of rock and roll and they think of girls' groups in the early 1960s, the Angels always comes up first. Here is the original single version of My Boyfriend's Back and a song that never made it higher than number 38 on the Billboard chart, and it lasted for only one week. Here are the angels, Cry Baby.
Back in the 1950s, the two labels that were considered the African-American labels having a showcase of the greatest rhythm and blues singers and rock and roll singers imaginable were both owned by white Jewish men. Over at Chess Records, it was Leonard and Phil Chess, and over at Specialty Records, it was Art Roop. And the fact that they picked and had the ability to pick these great singers... And when they they had one or two token white guys on each label. Of course, on chess, they had Dale Hawkins. On specialty, they had Roddy Jackson, who had minimum size hit on There's a Moose, <laughs> Moose is Loose. Or and uh, this guy, his name was Jerry Byrne. This was a great song. Never got any play for some reason, don't know. Maybe they just didn't push it. It's called Raining. spent a lot of time over the years explaining to you Larry Williams. Now, I met Larry Williams twice. One time, I was so close, I could just feel his breath. It, it, it had to be a strangest way that he acted. He was 
he had a faraway look in his eye when he wasn't looking at girls that is and and you just couldn't tell what the what the man was thinking but when it came to his artistry and his singing he should have been the 1960s answer to little richard he should have continued to make these great hits but things happened and he was arrested and he was put in jail and that kind of curtailed his career but he, of course he was so well liked by the british groups the beatles loved his work and covered almost everything he did larry williams was a special man musically i'm going to play one of his biggest hits slow down and then i'm going to play something that i thought should be a hit because of the backbeat the backbeat on this song deserved to be heard somehow the A&R man or whoever put this together just didn't get it right. There was a, a tinny sound. It's almost like it. if I was recording uh, this particular song from a recording uh, over a speaker, it sounded like that. But the I tell you this because it was an unusual record. Almost a minute of the record is just instrumental. But one of the best backbeats. I mean, if I was up there and I was still able to do it, I'd be jumping up and down right now listening to it. So here's Larry Williams and Slow Down, and Larry Williams with something which you probably never heard of, but it was one of his chess records, but it was good. It should have been a hit. Evidently, you don't love me. Larry Williams.
Johnny Ace was unique in early rock and roll rhythm and blues circles, I always question sometime if Pledging My Love became a hit because of what he did, because he committed suicide accidentally playing Russian roulette on New Year's Eve in 1955. I don't know. It's it's something that nobody will ever know. But the man had a, a certainly different kind of a voice, and it was a great-sounding record. And I do believe he would have had more hits had he been around to to make them, and he could have been a big star. But sometimes people like that make poor choices, and we see it all the time in our actors and actresses and singers and wrestlers and professional athletes and whatnot. But here's Pledging My Love, Johnny Ace, and a song which is just as good, if not better, called Anymore. I can't believe you anymore. 
James went to see Johnny Otis and insisted upon singing in front of him when she was just 13 years old. She lied and said she was 18 and she did look the part. Johnny said so himself. Within one day, she was actually singing on the road with Johnny Otis. She was called Miss Peaches back then. A first hit I don't know how in the world she got it. I don't even know if she knew what the the whole idea of the song meant. But it became a song that was written by Johnny Otis, and she performed it as Mitz Peaches. It was called Roll With Me Henry, later to be Dance With Me Henry, and became a very big hit, and helped rock and roll to the next level. She not only sang her own songs, which I love dearly, she also did some incredible, incredible duets that we're going to play for you tonight. But first, here's Roll With Me Henry, the original. Hey, baby, what do I have to do to make you love me too? I got to roll with me, Henry. All right, baby. Roll with me, Henry. 
Now, here's an example of her duet with another star of chess records that was never really well known in anything other than R&B circles. Her name is Sugar Pie DeSantos. And this one, what a great song. This one is late in the career, 1966 on the Cadet label, which was also a subsidiary of, of chess. In the Basement, this one is really a soul song.
Now, I'm going to finish off tonight with something that I really can't talk too much about because the information on it is scant. In 1986, Lou Christie and Leslie Gore got together and produced these records. I can't tell you much more about it other than that and the fact that they are of a quality that should have been a hit at any time. I assume it was for an album, but no album exists in either category that I could find on my lists. So it's kind of an enigma how they did it, why they did it. If it was ever released, I don't know. But I have to tell you, the music deserves to be heard. And it will be heard tonight. Maybe for the first time. I don't know. Got to tell you, Leslie Gore was a favorite of mine since she was on Batman. I wasn't fond of her until then. <laughs> it's just me. But um, it was almost 20 years later that she produced these songs with Lou Christie. Both her and Lou Christie, incredible voice. Lou Christie did not need that high falsetto voice to become a hit. And she was just great. So I want you to listen to something that I found for you, and I think you will appreciate it. For those of you who think that because the record was done in 1986, it doesn't belong on our show, like heck. Oh, I could even have said worse. <laughs> but you never know. This is Leslie Gore. Lou Christie, since I don't have you, and it's only make-believe.
Well, that about does it. I hope you enjoyed that one because I sure did. And if that couldn't have been a hit, I don't know what would. For everybody here at Old Time Rock and Roll, this is Lee Douglas. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Take care of yourselves. Take care of everybody. We'll see you next week. That is a wrap.